So if you are listening to us live, thank you so much. If you're listening back, either on one of the 12 podcast stations that we put this on or on our playlist, um, lovely to have you with us. And it's really our job to keep your attention now for the next 45 minutes and enrich your life. And in these bit chats, we bring real diversity of people and topics to you. Oh, oh, wait a minute. I've got an echo. Have you got an echo? What's coming back at me? Something's coming back at me. Sorry, anyone that makes me now feel like I'm sounding extremely unprofessional. Can I see what it is now? Right. Your LinkedIn you still profile. You're still, you still there. So, um, so let me first of all explain what BIP chat is. BIP stands for business is personal. And if you're watching this and you can see a screen, you can see I've got my little book behind here. And it's a philosophy that Thomas and I have always believed in. And business is personal. So the juxtaposition of that is penny. It's not personal. It's just business. And when somebody once said that to me, I thought, mm, you're not for me. And business is personal. It's really it's about designing the life that's right for you. But also let's be personal. Let's talk our truth. And so we bring a lot of um, different amazing people here and how we find them is because they have become BIP100 members. And uh, uh, BIP100 is a community we're creating that will never have more than 100 people in it so that we can create that intimacy of experts and sharing. And as I say, the truth within, which helps us all. And one of our BIP100 members is the fantastic Chris O'Hare, who is with us today as our guest expert. And he's brought with him his guest, somebody I know and Thomas knows very well because we've been clients of hers, Dipti Tate. And so let me tell you a little bit about Chris. Uh, Chris is a workflow automation genius. So I know a lot of our clients are now working with Chris. When I talk about that, and it's not really relevant so much to this talk today, but I want you to know a little bit about his breadth. Um, Imagine those moments in your business where you just think this is clunky, this process, this thing is annoying me, it's not joined up, it's taking too much time, it's taking me into my wax, it's driving me mad. Those are the things you can do under workflow automation. And Chris is brilliant because his mind is so logical and he's also got brilliant access to developers and is a developer in his own right. So he is an app developer and this is the thrust of the conversation that we're going to be talking about today. Um, he also is very, very um, experienced as a CTO, uh, a chief technology officer, and some people ask him to come in in an interim and, and help them to really sort out their strategy, both their internal technology, but also how are they going to create a strategy that goes out to market. Um, and he's the, he's the um, owner of the most brilliant podcast called uh, The Quick Win CEO, um, which, which is a top 10 podcast. So wonderful to have you with us today, Chris. And now, there's no doubt about it, technology is creeping into all our lives. It almost seems ridiculous. I'm 57 now, and I've been saying that since I was 19. <laughs> it, it creeps into our lives, and it will continue to creep into our everyday life. Um, but I suppose as business leaders and business owners, if we don't keep up to date, um, we are going to become dinosaurs. But it just means listening into things like this today, watching what's going on in the market, taking some brave steps, taking a few risks and making sure that you're serving your clients in a, in a way in the technology world that they want to be served. And a remarkable um, statistic that you told me was that 42% of businesses now have an app. 
That's a yeah. good number. Oh, isn't it an incredible one? And I am very grateful for the fact that we've now joined that statistic. Yeah, you're you're one of them. We're now one of them. So now look, it's four minutes in, and I've done all the talking. Um, okay. I do like to talk, but I do like it. <laughs> so do I. I. I do like to listen to people. So I've just set the scene now. So if you're walking your dog or you're driving along or you're watching this live, um, you're going to now listen to Thomas, who is my better half, and Chris O'Hare, who is our CTO of Explained, and also Dipti Tate, who is a business owner who took the leap um, and is going to talk very honestly about that journey. And um, so, Chris... Where should we start? What's the best place to start? Oh, shit. Maybe I'll start by doing that. <laughs> Sorry, there we go. You know it's live when, when the phone goes off. When the phone goes off. Yeah, that's, that's the one. Um, well. well, thank you for your kind words and thanks for um, setting the scene for everyone to be able to get to know me and, and hopefully in the next um, 40 minutes, um, whatever we have left, I can help other businesses uh, relieve some of those tensions when it comes to technology and in uh, specifically today um, apps and so 42 percent yes what a statistic that's uh that's a really interesting one and one that actually shocked me even though i'm in the industry um but when you think about it actually a lot of businesses do have apps they may not just you may not see them as their own apps but they still use them and they still um uh, produce them and put them out on the app store as part of the business process. So a good example is Shopify. So if you have a shop on Shopify, you can get an app that's basically your logo and that will essentially be a store for you on Shopify, right? So these are these are really good examples. And that and you, and when you start to see examples like that, you understand that 42% is quite feasible and actually you can have um, an app and it's and it's not that difficult to get to either um, but I guess what we should start with is what's the hesitations when it comes to an app and and I guess Dipti is a really good example of this when when she first um, began her journey with me she had hesitations around the idea that an app um, could be quite costly, it's very expensive, quite time-consuming, all these things. Dipti, do you want to give us um, some of those hesitations that you felt when you, when you first started, when you went down the app journey? And don't forget to mention your Bit Pink. Yeah, yeah and she's wearing, anybody that's watching this, wearing our Bit branding, which is very kind. So Dipti, I want you to talk about that, but let's put it in the context of your business. So Thomas and I have both worked with Dipti as a hypnotherapist. So, um, and she's amazing. Sleep, my sleep, which was amazing, um, and I think it was focused with you, Thomas, wasn't it? So, um, it was. Dipsy completely blew my head off every week. She's amazing. I know. I know. <laughs> I actually started to think, my goodness, I'm starting to pay for a woman to blow my husband's head off. What am I doing? Another woman doing that. But anyway, that's another subject. Um, so, Dipsy. <laughs> Here you are, hypnotherapist. I know you, I remember early on you said to me, I don't want to be treated as a business person. I'm purpose-driven, I'm impact-driven. But you have been building business models because that helps you reach more people and helps you to serve them efficiently and productively. So, yeah, tell us, as, as Chris said, you had some hesitance. First of all, it was cost um, because I went and looked uh, how much it does cost to get an app developed specifically with what I wanted on my app and because 
um, my app is actually serving my customers or clients with, you know, new content and new audios and uploading audios every month is, is taking up a lot of data and a lot of space. So in that case, the app cost was just growing and growing depending on the amount of, you know, space you would need. And it was really, un it was just, it was probably undoable. I mean, I, the first quote I got was 15,000 pounds. And, um, yeah, that's, that's, that's a fair chunk of change. <laughs> um, that's a and, lot of hypnotherapy you'd have to do to make that worthwhile. Yeah, because predominantly I wanted to offer it for my clients for free. So it, it didn't seem, you know, to be the best way of doing things. Yeah. Um, and then a second quote I got was even more, it was over 20. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to abandon this idea. It's, it's clearly not going to go anywhere unless I can raise funds, you know? And, and so I just kind of dropped the idea. Um, and then Chris and I started talking. I might have sown a seed in Chris's mind. I think. Oh, you brainwashed him first. <laughs> I think so. I was like, I really love, I really love an app. <laughs> Tipsy really loves an app. Tipsy really <laughs> loves an app. Uh, and then Chris was like, mm, let me go and think about it. And off he went <laughs> to go and think about it. In the meantime, my next reservation was actually everyone has an app. Who am I to have an app? Why would anyone want my app? You know, so it went then into that type of like, you know, everyone's got one. Who's going to use mine? What's the point? You know, yeah. So in that time, then Chris came back with a surprise for me. Chris, you might want to talk about that bit because that blew my socks off. Mm. Hang on, before you say that, Chris, can I just, for our listeners, just get the the, the two objections you had were cost and confidence. Mm. And Chris surmounted both of those. Mm. Absolutely. And they're, so, probably, they're probably the same two for you and me, Penny. Yeah. Yeah, well, I would love to you... come on to our app because it's a little bit different. It's private. We're not marketing our app. Yeah. So, yeah, but that's good. I like. Let's focus on Dipties. Cost yeah. and confidence, Chris. Yeah. So what I realise is actually um, a lot of people are going to have exactly the same reservations, and one of them costs. I knew I could handle, and then the other one, confidence, was I just needed to lay out what all the benefits were for an app. And once people saw the benefits, which I will go get onto um, in a bit. Um, it became a no-brainer. And that's that's the thing in business. You want these no-brainers. You want these decisions that you can just say, well, if I don't, then I'd be stupid not to. And I laid that out to Dipti and she was like, it's a no-brainer. I've got to do this. Um, so essentially I went away and I created a platform and an ability to using all different methods of like templating and 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 hybrid hybridization i'm going to create that word if it doesn't already exist it's it's now a word um where i took different platforms and took different things and put it together and it, it enabled me to lower the cost dramatically to able to produce apps um for people 
And so when I went back to, to Dipti and said, look, I could do this for £250 per month for this app, which normally you would pay 15000 20000 30000 more, depending on you know what it is you want to do. Is that something that you want to do? And she, she jumped at the chance. Um, but like, let's talk about the benefits then uh, in, in how I kind of grew Dipti's confidence and got her over that line um, in terms of why an app is important. And when I ever talk about an app and say why you should get one and why it's important, the first one I always talk about is push notifications. And push notifications are if people don't know, are the little banners that drop down every time an app gives you an update, right? And it's very similar to text, text message. And it can be similar to an email if you have your emails. I, I've completely banned all email notifications because one, they stress the hell out of me. Um, because you, 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 if you're in a meeting or you're in some kind of presentation and you see the banner drop down on your phone or on your computer and it's a, it's a tricky email from a tricky customer, then it's going to completely wipe you out for that meeting and you're, you're going to completely lose concentration. Whereas when you get a push notification from an app, it's usually for something light and, and nice and, and not a lot of people um, mute notifications. And these push notifications, like I said, are very similar to SMSs. And the thing, the difference between a push notification and a, a text message is that they're non-intrusive. You expect them to come in, you get them from all types of apps, um, and you don't necessarily get offended when it comes in. Whereas if you've got a marketing text message, right? So someone texts you um, like from a company saying there's, a, there's a, a Black Friday offer and it comes in via text. All of a sudden you feel like they've intruded in your personal space. They, they've got your number, your phone number, and they've sent you a text message. And, you, and you're like, well, I don't like that. I, that that's immediately got to disappear. I'm going to block them and, and all the rest of it. But the thing is, it's exactly the same. And people don't realize that it's, it, it, it still impacts you as much as a push notification, a text message, as a text message. So that's kind of number one. And the, the other reason around uh, push notifications is that the open rate is a lot higher, right? And you can't get push notifications unless you have an app. So you've got to build an app, you get the push notifications. But if you send an email newsletter out, the open rate is around four and a half percent, right? And that's on the upper limit. That's, you know, that's on a good day, four and a half percent to open an email. Penny, you might find this, that when you send emails, you could probably track the open rate and it's probably very, very, very low. Okay. Whereas the average open rate for a push notification is 45%. That's nearly half of all the people that receive them will open it which is extraordinary, right? So you've got this tool to be able to access your, your customer directly as personally as a text message, but far more effectively than a email um, newsletter or an email. Well, an email will eventually get opened if it's very targeted to them. But if you wanted to do a broadcast message, obviously a push notification is going to be far more valuable. So, Chris, then, what you're making me realise is the apps I've got on my phone are pretty useless at sending me notifications. Well, if they're not 
verging on terrible. Well, if they're not, well, the thing is, there's a balance. And this is what I've been teaching Dipti through the process of this app is that you don't want to make people turn off their notifications. You want to provide value that every single time that they get a notification, that they get something out of it. And so that they, they look forward to the time that a notification drops in. Oh, there's something new for me. So, for example, in Dipti's app, and she'll probably discuss it afterwards, is that she releases a new audio every month to her subscribers. And so that's a little presence, a little goodie bag that goes out to her customers on the app to say, look, I've given you something for free, right? You're already a subscriber, but I've, I've made it even better for you. And every notification that comes through is saying, look, here's something that you might find interesting or here's something that is of value to you, okay? How lovely. And what do you put in that little gift of content each month, Dipti? So actually I make two audios specifically for my app subscribers. So for example, today I made a new meditation called One Deep Breath and last month I made, yes, exactly, everyone does it. (laughs) That's why it's called that. Um, Last month I made The Beach, so it's Trip to the Beach. The month before I had Calming Waves or whatever it was, you know, there's Every month, they'll get a new, a couple of new audios to listen to. And you've got you've got 163 users of your app, so you're having a good conversation with all of your clients, aren't you? Yeah, which is amazing. And um, at the beginning, obviously, it was people I knew subscribing because they wanted to, you know, support me. <coughs> Excuse me. So that was probably maybe 15 people. Um, so 163 minus 15, the rest of them are people I don't know. Oh, so it's acted as a business development client recruitment tool for you as well. Yeah, which is amazing. Absolutely. I was really surprised. How interesting. Yeah. Chris, I know you were on a, a roll there, but I wanted to ask, so I don't want to get in, to get in between that. You were talking about push notifications. Is it all right if I just go slightly off at a tangent? Yeah, absolutely. Because what I'm really curious about, and I think case, you know, this Dipti is a really good case study for this, is that you're talking about bringing in a whole new business model into your business. Really, it's 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 a product. Obviously, another product. Mm. But you, it must be a mindset shift for you once you're doing this. It must be you must be starting to think in what way do you feel that it's um, growing you Dipti having an app in terms of the way you want to serve and, and, and things. So actually it served me in two ways. First of all, it's um, helped me give people something that's very low cost compared to booking sessions with me privately. Um, Cause there are lots of people who can't afford sessions with me privately and I actually feel bad about that and I don't want to reduce my hourly rate but then I was thinking well what can I do to make that inclusive for people who can't afford Mm -hmm. the sessions with me so to subscribe to my app it's $6.99 a month so now I can say to people if you can't afford sessions with me here's an app yeah that's really nice 
that's really what um, a lot of people have just been going great that's amazing thank you so it's yeah, you know that's been really lovely because now I feel quite released from that I, I I'm sort of a funny high yellow because I've got a bit high blue <laughs> I feel bad when I say no or I can't do that you know so yeah. this is my way of being able well, to your say your mission your mission, which I should, I should have had your book next to me. So your I'm, mission, yeah. should you seek to yeah, undertake it? You know, I remember you just, this is your second book this, that's come out, Planet Grief, and it's helping people through all aspects of grief. And you're on TV and you're interviewed on radio a lot. So you've got a, an expansive audience. Yeah, as you say, they can't all pay to have, and you also haven't got the capacity to, yeah. to help them all because you've got to keep your own sanity. And last year, as you know, it got to the point where I was seeing so many, I was almost getting burnt out myself. So that's when Chris came to me and I thought, hang on, this is this is going to work because it serves that purpose. And that way, you know, people can kind of come in and it, I don't have to do anything apart from making the content, which is fine. I don't have to be there every day, every night, every week. <laughs> so yeah. that was one thing. But then the other thing I noticed was that it was, it was serving an SOS function. So, for example, on a few Sundays ago, Sunday afternoon, I got a call and it was from a very old, as in not very old, as an elderly, but very old client from a long time ago. And because she was in my phone, I picked it up on a Sunday thinking that she just wanted to chat to me because we kind of became friends but actually it was her daughter that was struggling with panic attacks and it was a Sunday evening and she said can you just help my daughter now you know and I was sort of on the phone going oh and I said look I, I can't actually physically help her but if she downloads my app now and then she listens to the audios you know she'll be okay tonight and then I can help her tomorrow morning when I'm back at work again so that, for example, was a way of, you know, diverting. And um, then that the lady signed up and subscribed, and so did her daughter. Digital yeah, dipty. Really Digital dipty. Yeah. yeah. So it's very interesting because you're just, you know, there's a lot there, a lot of um, things to influence people's decisions, really, because it's a new business model. You're not selling time for money anymore, you know, and therefore it's, your capacity can grow because you're not delivering directly um and this thing of being able to put boundaries around yourself so that you don't get drawn in to things in the in the there and now you can give people an alternative so if we look at other business models if we can do this chris because i think this is you know people listening here are going to think how does this fit into it and if I, we use ourselves as a case study so anybody watching here um and sorry if you're not watching but i'm putting my my um, phone to the screen you can see that here there's a little Ooh, there's a little Fit 100 icon now, which is very exciting. Thomas has got one as well. And we've literally just in the last two weeks launched our app. But we've done it for, as a private community of people. Um, so we're not doing, you know, it's a different business model. We're not doing it to um, find more customers or anything or make money out of the app. We're doing it as an added value to our members to make their life easier and in making their life easier and better it's going to make our life easier and better as well and I wonder if you've got a sort of sense of people that come to you Chris how many people are looking to create an app that brings money in and how many are so almost having them hidden because I know there's some stats about how many there yeah. are apps there are on the app stores 
Yeah, absolutely. So um, in terms of apps on the app stores, if you're trying to be seen on the app store, it's going to be very difficult. It's like how many websites are on the internet? It's exactly the same principle, <laughs> yeah, great right? Metaphor, yeah. they're, they're going to they're drip feed in eventually like they do on websites. Um, but, it, you know, you're going to have to spend a lot of money to be seen on the app store. So uh, let me give you a stat. So on the Apple app store, there's 1.96 million. <gasps> so that's two, nearly 2 million apps on the app store, Apple app store. And nearly three on the Google Play Store, three million apps, right? You're not going to be seen. It's a lot of apps and they all do lots of different things. And sometimes you just can't compete with that. Um, but when there was a really interesting stat that I saw when I was going through looking for the app store numbers was that 49% of people, 49, it's like nearly half of people open up an app at least 11 times a day. That's nearly half of all people in the world that have apps or have a smartphone that can do that will open it over 11 times, right? And you, if you if you count how that's, many times... That's all the apps. That's not one app. That's all the apps, all the apps. Okay. So open a, a, a app. So it's yeah. every app on the app store. Um, they open up a app right? At least 11 times um, each day. And actually, if you think about it, how many times have you opened up an app, you know, in the first few hours of today? Um, and you'd be surprised, it's way more than 11. And so when you start to think about it, the, the business model as such is about getting in front of your customers. And it doesn't really matter if you make money from the app or not, you're still creating that credibility. Dipti's got a great um, example where um, in, in fact, Dipti, it'd be better in your own words when you say um, how surprised people are when when you tell them. Do you want to just tell that? Yeah. So um, when I have a new client come in the door now and I say to them, download my app and you can have it for free. Immediately, it's like, wow, you have an app, <laughs> you know, and that just just that puts you in a different place. You know, it really does. Um, and. Not many people can say that, that they have an app, that it's working, it's functioning, it's user-friendly, user and it's beneficial for the client. And so, that, that, that is, is brilliant. I, just, yeah. I don't so, know what the best page is to show of Dipsy's app, but again, if, you, I mean, if anybody wants to look up Dipsy's app, they, they just go into the app store and store, sort, uh, search Dipsy. Yeah, and it'll yeah. be there. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's, Chris, um, Chris, you mentioned you mentioned hidden apps. You mentioned there's th either three million or five million apps across Apple and Google, but you mentioned hidden apps. The app you built for us is hidden. Yeah. Is, are there so, any stats on how many apps are hidden? The, well, they're not hidden as such. Is that you just need a login to get in there, so you can still download them. You just need a login to be able to get into the functionality, like the Bit One Hundred app. Um, but coming back to Dipti's point, um, that credibility has elevated her business um, and enabled people to, it's, 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 it gives her that competitive advantage compared to another therapist that they might be, you know, a hypnotherapist that they might be um, thinking of going to see. Now it's a no brainer. Not only are you going to get Dipti, but you're going to get an app that's a companion app that's a digital Dipti that you can have in your pocket. Right. And and Dipti came up with another. I mean, it's, it's so great working with Dipti because she comes up with all these different examples. And, and I can just repeat these to other people because it's fantastic where she came up with another example 
where she's like, it's so uh, reassuring to know that you're in my pocket. And what, what a fantastic um, kind of slogan or, or point to make when it comes to the app is that she, she's always there available for her client. And well, she's not going to get that, that kind of vibe from um, a, a soundtrack or a, or a website or a, an email or, or whatever. But the fact that the, the app personifies Dipti and it becomes digital Dipti is is phenomenal in terms of her credibility her professionalism and everything around that so that as a business model uh, is quite powerful and there's no there's no that's quite intangible so unless dipti was tracking her metrics she probably wouldn't be able to see that although we know dipti's incredibly uh, busy now and and she's having to turn work away and that's that's an example of um you know that could be correlated with the app um, I mean, what's really interesting is at six ninety nine, seven pounds or whatever, and the price point that you service at two fifty, she only has to find thirty five people, and you break even. Yeah, which is incredible, uh, incredible. Um, you know, you, absolutely. That, that whole cost reservation is goes out the window. Exactly. Yeah. Chris, you've in, you've invented a whole new business model here for your clients. Mm-hmm. Where where are you? Where, where did the idea come from and, and where are you going with it? So when it comes to this, I want to democratize, democratize the technology that, that's out there and I wanted to make it available for small businesses. And I knew as, a, as an entrepreneur that I wanted to be able to create passive income because I knew that the only way for me to scale and to provide as much value to the world as I can, I needed to do that on an asynchronous basis. I shouldn't be the one uh, selling time for money. I need to be selling, preaching what I said, what doing what I'm preaching and basically do the things that I um, basically say. And the idea came was well, if I can enable someone like Dipti to access the, the kind of business models that the San Francisco, Silicon Valley type businesses are doing and make an extraordinary amount of money, and I can enable small businesses to do the same, I'm empowering Dipti as a small business, but also creating a whole movement in the industry towards SaaS or software as a you know, subscription software as a, um, as a service on a subscription basis and moving that whole uh, methodology methodology to um, the the likes of Dipti and her businesses and when I when I saw that it was it's a no-brainer I knew that I needed um, to get a certain amount of customers to adopt this kind of new way of thinking and what that would also do would also serve me and my entrepreneurial ambitions as well. So not, not only is helping Dipti become a subscription business, it's also helping me become a subscription business. So I love the irony in that and that actually we're, we're all helping each other here. So and so, so what I'm learning, go on, babes. No, what I'm, I'm, I'm really hooked on this business model thing because I think if you find a business model that, like you you've just demonstrated with dipti that works and is real low cost to entry as well so 
you know, nobody, everybody loves a low risk. Um, somebody might be listening to this and they might be thinking, yeah, I sort of get what Penny and Thomas are doing with their hidden app that serves their clients. And I get what Dipti's doing. Um, do you sit down with people and sort of work out what would be the best business model for them around their app and how would it serve them? Yeah. That's a really, really, really good point. Um, and I did that with Dipti and I do that with every one of my clients. I go through this uh, workflow analysis where I look at their business and I go through the workflows and I'll, I'll look at the different aspects of their business that could essentially have an app uh, inserted into it. Um, and that's why workflow automation is a massive part of this because I've automated a part of Dipti's life now um, that she didn't have before. And that automation is come from an app, right? Which was seen by some as, oh, apps are dying. They're going away. We're never going to need them. I don't know how many people I've, I've spoken to that have said, no, no one's downloading apps. No, but they are downloading apps. But the download that they're taking um, mindful decisions about the apps that they share with. And so that if you have a pen a personal connection with those customers they will download your app because your your smartphone is a personal space mm -hmm. you spend so much time on it you get notified by it and so what i do is i try and as i go through i'm, I'm teaching them i'm identifying the processes uh, identifying the automated workflows that they could do themselves and an idea will just pop out right yeah. and it could be anything so um there's a jeremy castle um which we know very well i was listening to his podcast on your show the other day it was very good and he was talking about how he gives workshops and he doesn't necessarily engage with the actual participants he just engages with the customer who has all the employees so the big company has all these employees attends a workshop and he's not engaging any of those participants right there's no one-to-one -one interaction and you never know where that participant may end up and they may want you know something a bit more personable problem was he wasn't doing that so when i spoke to jeremy i was like well hang on why don't we distill all your teaching into a, te a cheat sheet or some kind of teaching tool in an app and so that you could teach them the workshop and then they can be reminded via the cheat sheet and you could charge for that if you want to but also you've got access to all of those participants via a push notification and obviously Jeremy is now working towards that and that that's a really good example of how I'm, I'm uh, creating longevity in those workshops that that workshop was just a one one session three four hours long don't know how long they take but he's now turned that into six nine twelve you know maybe a few years um of engagement with that participant that he would never have had before mm. this is really brilliant so look there's there's a lot in this as you say babes there's a lot in this there's the technical side the automation of in in the case of dipped his business and her life that she can deal with that sunday sos that she mentioned earlier there's the, the notifications bit, which I'll call marketing, if you like. There's the sales bit, which is some of these downloads become clients. There's the customer service bit, which is 24-7, dipped in your pocket or the app in your pocket. 
And there's the content service of providing the information, the videos, the updates, whatever. So there's one, two, three, there's, there's, there's six benefits and we're only just begun. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And this it, is, and it, this is stuff I never knew before. It's also, I would say, massive for us. It'll be a massive reduction in customer support time. Yeah. Well. The, yeah. Customer um, service was number four on my list. Well, Sorry, I missed my, that. Yeah. My um, well, my the the way I saw when I was doing the same sort of analysis on on Bit One Hundred, like I was doing with um, Dipti and other, you know, Jeremy's business, is that I was looking for the pain points. What's what what's really painful about certain parts of a business? And if it makes if it hurts me, I'm sure it's hurting a lot of other people. And so I really look for those emotional responses now when I look through these workflows and I really get into the head of the customer or the target audience, the persona, you name it in marketing, there's lots of different terms. I really get into the head of that person. I really understand what's the pain that they're feeling because pain equals purchase. They will buy (laughs) and they will solve it. They will solve it if they have enough pain. So what okay. was the pain? What was the pain in bit 100 you identified, so, Chris? So for me, the biggest thing was about, I wanted to connect with all these wonderful people in bit 100. I didn't feel like it was easy enough when I needed to, at the touch of a button, be able to contact someone in a certain expertise when I needed these, these experts that have already been pre-vetted. Okay. And I needed like a bat phone or a you know a, a bat phone a, a bat phone or a bit phone a, a bit phone uh where i needed a bat signal to to send out to people and say look i need signal. help in this i need help in this in this area and i couldn't do that i couldn't do that instantly and it's available uh, and, and and have that immediate availability from them and now i can i can just click a button i can send a quick email i can click a button and i can call them you name it i can find out more about them when i need to and it's all searchable okay and And that's the really big benefit here searchable and when you launched the app to all the bippers chris you had some very good feedback didn't you absolutely yeah yeah I'm, i'm surprised how much of a pain i was solving Right. Even I was still surprised at the end of the day that the, the fact the thing is, there's a stat, isn't there? That, you know, the, the amount of negative people talk about negative emotions and negative feelings twice as much as they talk about positive ones. So if you've solved a problem that was that painful and they've overcome that barrier of, you know, wanting to talk about it and then express their gratitude, you've solved a massive problem if they've been vocal about it. And the fact that they've done that and they've shared that with the group and said, look, this is amazing. I, I, I mean, you, you've probably seen the group chat um, testimonials, but I've got personal ones as well where they've, they've contacted me personally and said, I can't believe how much um, you've saved uh, how many minutes of my day where I've worked to have to go and find it. And there was an example um, today, actually, um, where the other Chris said, um he was giving some advice in the group chat and he basically said uh oh i've just booked some some, um one-to-ones with you okay so i can then talk about this in in more detail 
that would never have happened without yeah. the app. They wouldn't, because it's that it's that instant access to be able to book and and create that. Yeah. So just instant to, communication. Just to clarify that, so they can look at the name of, and the expertise that the member has and the contact details, but also they can put a Calendly link into a link, so you can just go straight in and yes, and use that, which is which is really really powerful. Do you know we've only got five minutes left, which is pretty scary. The speed that it's gone, but it shows. This is uh, we've all been our flow talking about this was there's no doubt about it. You know, mm. it's uh, it is a phenomenal shift in a business once you do have an app. So how does somebody what would be the next steps that they would take, Chris? Because I always think I know everybody says, oh, I don't want to sell. You know, I don't want to sell. I don't want to sell myself. This is not what this whole podcast is about. Mm. But I always think that if they've got a pain and they want to buy, you don't want to make it hard for them to find you. No. So. They can obviously find you on LinkedIn under Chris O'Hare, which is O and then apostrophe hair. And actually, if you're watching this, you'll see he's got a lovely statue of a hair behind him on a book. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> so Subliminal messaging that. Um, <laughs> is, there a, is there any other way that's good for them to contact you, Chris? Yeah, absolutely. Think? Yeah, OK, so... I just want to say how amazing Chris is. Before you say how to contact him, Chris is the nicest person you will ever work with. Totally agree. I totally agree. He is so compassionate and so kind and so thoughtful. And he has not paid me to say this. No, I know. He is just absolutely lovely. Oh, I completely agree. You're very... He's a high... Chris is a high blue techie. And a high blue techie is almost like an oxymoron. I know. And honestly, I've had the best time... Uh, yeah, I know that's really that good, enough, to, good to say that. And I think the credibility piece is really important because, Chris, you, apart from obviously clients, Thomas and I and, and Dipti saying it, and I know others, um, you've also, you know, you've got a lot of experience in this world. You haven't just, just sort of woken up one day and decided I want to create apps for people. Just do you want to give us a little bit of synopsis mm. that took you onto this journey? Yeah, OK. So obviously I'm a developer. Um, I've had a lot of experience in the development world. And obviously I have an agency um, that um, grew to 15 staff at its height. So I love business. I'm, I see myself as a businessman first and a techie second. And I think that's really important when I discuss technology is that I'm actually looking at it from the at the eyes of a businessman yeah. and the eyes of of you know how can i make money how can i make lives easier than just the most um complex solution out there right i'm all about simple i'm all about agile i'm all about moving forwards and and hammering those quick wins making sure that you get um, return of investment early on and i'm not trying to get big projects from you or try and earn a lot of money. I'm trying to see and educate and teach you the difference technology can make you. Um, but in terms of accolades, um, I've, I've got an um, undergrad degree in um, computer science and business, I've got a master's degree in computer science and business, both of those top, um, top marks. So first class degree, master's, I've got a distinction. I even got top of uh, my class for my dissertation in my master's project. Um, I've won Sussex um, Graduate of the Year. I've won Business Awards. Um, uh, I could go on, no, but no. a lot, a lot of 
um, experience in this area. Some of my clients include Royal Mail, Waitrose, BMW, um, and even Sussex University. So, and Dipty Tate. Yes, there we go. <laughs> and Dipty Tate and Bit 100. Exactly. And no, that says it all, really. Chris. It is brilliant. And I know you, you know, when I said before we went live, I want to do this, you said, I don't want to do that. But I, I really think it's important because I think we will have succeeded in stimulating people to consider this um and and have a discussion with you about it and i know thomas and i when we thought when we launch our next mastermind which is going to be all about how to build community we're really looking forward to having you embedded in that to help people know how to do this as well so we we've got a client relationship both ways and then we're going to have this partnership relationship as well so yeah. it's you're a good man and um so i want to finish off thanking dipti so much because actually dipti brought chris into our lives to begin with which is fantastic and um, I held it up before, but Dipti's book, Planet Grief, is in the shops and in, on Amazon and all other fine places. Um, it's absolutely brilliant. So if any of you, I know it's a little sideline, but if any of you are thinking that I'm not sleeping well, something's not right in my life, have a look at, at Dipti's um, website, which your website's Dipti Tate, isn't it? And then obviously there's the app as well. And uh, thank you, Dipti. It was absolutely fantastic. D-A-I-T, Dipti, D-I-P-T-I and T-A-I-T. T-A-I-T. Yeah, absolutely. She's a hypnotherapist and we've been hypnotising you and I hope you've enjoyed it. <laughs> Chris, <laughs> and if you want to, if you yeah. want to access, if you want to see me, um, yeah. go to app100.club and you'll go straight to my website, which is on her.digital. Absolutely brilliant. At 100 dot club. Absolutely brilliant. Uh, Good show, guys. Good show. Absolutely great show. Thank you for listening, everyone. Let's all grow and move our businesses forward together. Take care, everyone.